You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Good morning, church. Are you okay? Good. So, youth, you're standing today, okay, with me. Parents, it's not just because without a reason. I know sometimes I think it's boring, but it's one of the things that we also teach them. Sometimes we do boring things as well. But because I believe in something, most of all, I believe that Jesus said, come and follow me and see whatever I'm doing. Jesus invited the people, to, to the disciples to come and follow him wherever he was going. So as much as I can, whenever I'm preaching, the youth that we're leading are going to be here with us. Because they're going to experience, they're going to taste and see uh, the, the cool things, the boring things. And I, I do prefer, you know, Sally, that when the kids stay, stay here in the front. But uh, come on, I'm a little bit shy. Don't come over here in the front. But don't worry. Okay. But if any of the youth want to sit on the first row, like the most important people, feel free. Because for, for me, they are. I'm sorry. But anyway. Good morning once again. Uh, do you know? I've been uh, trying to understand from God for the last two weeks what he wanted me to share this morning. And until, and I prepared, of course, uh, for the last two weeks I've been thinking, praying, reading the Bible, and understanding, trying to understand from God. But until this morning, until I came over here, I have everything prepared, and I was like, God, but is it really what you want to say? Do you know I have this huge expectation? I love you so much. I pray for you since 2001 when I first met the city. So you can do the math how long we pray for this, this church, how long we pray for this, this town, for the city. Uh, and I always come with a huge expectation in my heart because the love that my family has for this church and for your house just keep growing and, and, and keep growing. So whenever I'm, I'm sharing something, I do want to make sure that I'm listening God to speak and not something only from my heart. And, you know, I, so I came and I was like with these expectations and God, is this really what you want to talk? And, and I was not in doubt, but, you know, when you have this, but my friend is so clear right now what God wants to say. It's so obvious. Do you feel it? Can you feel that it's so obvious what God wants to speak this morning? Because he's already speaking. Are you in this position where you feel that it's, I know what JP is going to say. Because God is already speaking through the worship, through the, it's obvious what God wants to speak today. Do you know what? Let's find out. Father, please. We are here. We want to listen to you. And there's nothing that matters the most but to be in your presence in the presence of our family. So we are here. It's your will. It's your move. But talk to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are still going through our series of good news. And do you know, and today I want to talk a little about the Holy Spirit. Because uh, there's a, uh, in my family, in my house, I do suggest you, who is married over here? Raise your hand if you're. So, but just, just a man, sorry, sorry. Which men are? So, men, stand up if you're married. 
Yes, just, just a man for now, just a man. Yes, hey, everyone, all the men that are married. I want to suggest you to do something that we are doing at home for a few years. So every beginning of the year, as a, as a father and as a man, I bring to my family a prophetic word for our year. So I come to God and I listen to God. And then I come to Paul and I come to my kids and say, this is the word that God is giving to our family this year. And we walk the entire year according to this word that we believe that God revealed to us. So I want to encourage you, especially the men, because women, they usually take lead. They are really quickly. They are really sensible to the Holy Spirit. But men, we sometimes we take slowly. So I want to invite you and to challenge you. We still have a month until the end of the year. And I want to challenge you to stop and listen what God is saying and come to your family and say, my wife, my kids, my parents, if you're single, you know. But what I'm saying is, come to your family and ask God for a word of direction for your family. And I believe that will be really important. You can take a seat. Thank you. And I believe one thing that uh, I've been feeling, so each year I give my, my family a Bible verse that leads us throughout the year. So we had uh, a couple of years ago, we had uh, the word from Hebrews that says that our, uh, what we believe is the anchor of our, our soul. They were saying that this year, uh, that year, uh, we we're going to be shaken, but we're going to be still firm because of this anchor. So I gave something to my wife that was with the anchor and myself to remind ourselves all the time. This year, we are living the year where we were crucified with Christ and redeemed with Christ as well. So we're talking about the cross in our family. So I gave my wife and myself also something with a little cross to remind us throughout all the year. And I've been thinking about the next year because I want to bring a word of direction to my family for the next year. And I do feel that uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the Holy Spirit and about expectation of the Holy Spirit for the next year inside my house. Because Hebrew says like this, pay attention, everyone without faith is impossible to what? Please God. Because it's important to everyone who comes to God, does what? Believe. First of all, it's important, without faith, impossible to please God. Because it's important to everyone who comes to God, believes. Let's start with this. It's possible that you come to God without believing. So the Bible says really clear, it's important that you come to God believing that He is real and He rewards all of those who come to Him. So we've been talking about that uh, and I've been trying to understand what God is saying. And I do believe that the next year in my house, and I want to join you if you want to, we're going to see great things. Big move of the Holy Spirit. Because it's important that everyone who comes uh, to him believes. Increase your faith. Increase your faith in what God wants to do. And we are seeing it already happening. A few weeks ago we were sharing in Ross. And I love how God likes to disturb what we prepared. So I was like, I prepared a preaching and I was in the middle of my preaching and God suddenly said, stop and give someone a word. And I said, God, don't disturb my preaching. It's going so well. People are liking it. And because sometimes we do that. We feel like this. And so I, I gave uh, a lady from Ross uh, a word. And the word was pretty much God saying, I have, I, at the time I didn't know where she lives. She lives in, uh, I know she lives in Ross, but I didn't know where was her house. And God said, tell her that people will start knocking on her door asking for prayer. But people don't do that. Who suddenly goes to someone's door 
knocks and asks, can you pray for me? People don't do that. They ask you to clean your windows. They ask a lot of things, but they don't. So I, I said, well, it's better obeying. So I said to her, God is saying that people will start knocking on your door, asking for prayer. And ask, God went a little bit further and said, and tell her as well that they're going to be asking for you to pray for healing. Who goes to some stranger's house, knock on their door, and ask, can you pray please for healing because I'm ill or something, or my family is ill? No, you, you call a GP. You stay on the line for a little while, but then you get, uh, you get uh, 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 an appointment. That's what people do when they are ill, right? So I gave her the word. At the end of the service, she came to talk to me and said, oh, I do believe that will happen, but let's see how it's going to happen. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, but she was not questioning, of course. She was, just, uh, she was curious to see how, how it was going to happen. So there was on a Sunday. Uh, Monday went through. Tuesday went through. Uh, Wednesday went through. I need to remind the days of the week in English. Uh, and then Thursday went through. On Thursday, she was at home. She sent me a message on Thursday. JP, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, please tell me what happened. She said, do you know what? Someone came and knocked on my door. I said, really? I said, really? And she came, she opened the door. I opened the door. She said, please, do you mind praying for my son because he is ill? I was like, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus, because I'm not. I was embarrassed on Sunday, but I'm here. Good today. And then she even went further. Because she said then to, to God, and said, God, if... I can see now that you're moving, but I want to raise my expectations. If you're going to heal people that comes to my door, I also want to see you healing my family. Because she has children and her children don't get along with her because of her faith. And they live in other cities and don't, they had arguments because of that. And she said, if I'm going to heal people, I also want to see you healing my family. And in the same week, her, sister, her daughter called her. And called all her, all her brothers and said, this year on Christmas, we're going to drive to mom. And we're going to spend time with mom over there because we're going to fix our family. And we're going to fix the relationship in our family. So I want to tell you something, my friend. Raise your expectations. Because everyone who comes to God must believe. Must believe. Must believe that God is on action and i don't want to take too long because once again my 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 effort for a longer time on will be to produce opportunities for god to talk i want to see this church my friend each day more and more live in the power of the holy spirit we already live there but i want to see because that was the fulfillment of the promise when jesus yeah, he first started saying, I, the angels appeared to the pastors over there and they said, look, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be to the, all the world. So I believe that the, this good news we're bringing is of, of great joy that will set us free. So Jesus went all the gospels doing everything. He, he was, it was amazing. And he comes to the end, and what happens? Spoiler, he dies. And what happened after he died? 
everyone was terrified. And it's interesting to see how in the end of the book of John, if you see it over there, we're going to be reading John 15, uh, 14 in a minute, but uh, if you see the book of John, at the end, it says that they were all inside the house. And what was their feeling inside the house? Fear. They were afraid of the Jew. They were afraid of what could happen. So everyone, all the disciples, they got inside the house. And not only that, they locked the door. The Bible says that they locked the door. They were chained. They were locked inside a place where the feeling they had was fears, fear. fear. And do you know what I believe? I fully believe that revival happens in the middle of fear. Do you know what I believe? The Holy Spirit moves when there is fear. Do you know what I believe? That revival happens when the, there's chaos. I believe that revival happens when there is a lot of people with mental health kneeling healing on that. Because that's what the Bible says, that Jesus, then he resurrected, he went back to, to life, and then he went to the disciples. He first appeared to Mary, and then he went to the uh, disciples. And he found them locked in their fears. And over there he showed. But it's interesting that three days later, he went fish, they went fishing. And Jesus went over there once again. And they did not recognize that Jesus. They did not see that the one was Jesus. And Jesus was still over there. He said, look, you're not going to get fish on the side. Go to the other side. And you're going to get fish. And they realized that that one person talking to them was Jesus. And Jesus came back. And they came back to, after fishing. And they found Jesus with a table prepared. And they recognized it by Jesus so the disciples didn't understand. Jesus said he was going to die. He died. He said he was going to be back to life. He did. He came back. He showed his hands. And still, three, late, three days later, the disciples were not recognizing Jesus. Although he knew, they knew Jesus, although they walked with Jesus for so long, they were still not recognizing that that person over there telling us to fish on the other side was Jesus. And one of the things that Jesus did, after that he went back to heaven, uh, and we see at the beginning of the book of Acts, uh, the fulfillment of a promise. And the promise is the, that we would receive the Holy Spirit. And I want to invite you to open your Bible in John. Because I want to encourage you about the Holy Spirit. Do you know the Holy Spirit? You know, I, on my first, when I was young, I'm still young, I, I believe so, although my gray hair. But when I, I probably was 18, 19, and I remember one day I was in a, a youth camp and I was preaching about the Holy Spirit. And I, I step aside. So, have you been to Salatejo's camp? Uh, yeah. So, we have the building over there. Uh, but then, we have a huge area of just grass and everything. So, I went to outside to pray and ask God. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. But I want to know more about the Holy Spirit. I need to know that the Holy Spirit is with me. I know, but I want to understand better inside of me. And I was doing this prayer and walking in the grass. And I remember so clearly... 
that I would take one step and suddenly I start to hear another step on the grass. I said, whoa. I would take another step praying and I would, I would hear another step just by my side. And I said, ask God, God, what is, what is happening? And I said, this is my Holy Spirit showing you that he walks with you all the time. He walks with you all the time. And I start having experience with the Holy Spirit so powerful. And my tell you, in the end, Acts 2, 17 says that even the children, your children will prophesy. Even those who don't have understanding clearly. My daughter, Elena, she's four years old. We have a couple from our life group that they, uh, they gave this morning about this already. No one knew that they were praying, asking God to go to Brazil. Only them. No one else. They didn't share with anyone. Suddenly we went for a picnic with them. And Elena was there running with, with her. And they were talking, and she was dressed as frozen, as she always does. And they were playing, pretending to be frozen, everything, singing frozen songs. Suddenly, Elena stopped. She told us, I didn't see. She came quite amazed. She, Elena, she came, Elena stopped to her, looked in her eyes and said, you need to go to Brazil. And then start running again with the frozen and everything. Your children will prophesy. At the end of the times, when the Holy Spirit is moving. Tim, how old are your daughters? Seven and three. I believe that a seven-year-old girl can be prophesying. Because the Bible says at the end, Sally, you're a prophet. I was so thrilled to see you yesterday here in the quiz night. Because we had a quiz night yesterday, it was brilliant. If you don't join the things from this church you are missing and you are a, a prophet for this generation the holy spirit is in you powerfully you're gonna go you're gonna fly so high but because the lord will take you there and you're gonna be an influence to so many people so many people Raise your expectations on the Holy Spirit, my friend. Raise your expectations on what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us to be heading to the end. Holy Spirit. John, uh, let's read first 15, 16. Uh, yeah, so John chapter 14, verse 15. We're going to read first here, and then we're going to read John uh, 16. Here it says like this. If you love me, you will, if, you, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Remember this, okay? The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. And now let's move to uh, John 16, uh, starting on the, on the verse 5. Jesus was saying once again, 
Now, I am going uh, to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? Because I have said these things. Are you filled with great grief? But I tell you the truth. This is for your own good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict uh, the world of guilt in regards to the sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard, uh, let's move to the uh, verse 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can know and bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you, guide you into the, all the truth. He will not speak of his own, on his own, but he will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and make it in known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Let me tell you a little bit about the Holy Spirit according to this Bible verse so you can know the Holy Spirit a little bit more. First of all, the Holy Spirit talks about the truth. Holy Spirit of the truth. We misunderstand a lot about truth. Do you know anyone? Don't need to. Well, you can raise your hand. Do you know anyone that uh, likes to give their opinion? They always give the excuse, oh, because I'm honest. I always speak the truth. I love that. Because the last thing that person is talking is the truth. Because look my nature. My nature was terrible. And suddenly Jesus comes and talks the truth about me. And he says that I am loved, that I am chosen, that I'm clean. That I'm... So suddenly you see, you say, oh, come on, look this couple. They have so much to fix. They need to improvement. They need improvement. Come on. And we start believing that it is the truth. It might, they might need improvement, of course. But what is the truth of God, of God according to eyes? What Jesus sees. I love when people say, uh, do you know in the church, Come on, look over there. There's no one on the youth department. There's no young people or something like that. Let me tell you something, my friend. The next time when Jesus shares something with you, it might be true. But Jesus is not a gossiper. He loves his church. So whenever he sees you something that needs improvement, it's not for you to say, look, come on. Look the kids work. Oh, my goodness, I'm bringing this, the, my kids to this church, and look what they're doing. They're doing an amazing job. It's just using as an example, okay? Yes, Cherry's over there. Look at me. It's just an example. And, but we do this, and we think that, oh, I'm talking the truth because I'm honest. But the spirit of the truth sees according to what God sees. And he talks according to what God sees. And the last thing that Jesus wants is to talk bad about his church. Jesus loves his church. So Jesus never gossip about his church. So he, if he ever shows you something that needs improvement in his church, he's not gossiping with you. He's not coming, look at the preacher today, the worship today, not good. 
if he's telling you something that needs improvement, because he wants you to be part of the process of fixing it, because he loves his church. That is the truth. That is the truth. The spirit is the spirit of the truth. And the spirit, Jesus said that he would do what? Teach you. The spirit teach us. The spirit doesn't make us feel things. I love when people come also saying, ah, the worship today, I didn't feel anything. The spirit didn't move. But the spirit never had the intention to make you feel things. The spirit had the intention to teach you things. Bible says Jesus promised that and he said, you know, my spirit I'll give to you and he will teach you everything you need. So do you want to know when you leave this church, if the Holy Spirit was moving? Have you learned something from God? Then the, move, the Spirit moved. You don't need the Spirit to move when the worship is going really well. And the intention of the Holy Spirit is not to make you feel goosebumps. Go to a Coldplay concert. You're going to feel much more goosebumps over there. But the Holy Spirit wants to transform you into the image of Jesus Christ. And he will teach you everything. And not only teach you, he will remind you everything. So my spirit, he will teach you and also will remind you the things. So oh, I forgot. Don't worry. Don't worry. The spirit will teach you and remind you. And here, that's one of my favorite parts. First to be finishing. The Spirit will speak what he hears. The Spirit of God, of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, talks about what he hears from Jesus Christ. So you don't know if the Holy Spirit is moving, don't know if he's speaking something. Do you know what he will always speak? Jesus said that the Spirit doesn't talk about himself. The Spirit talks about Jesus and what he's hearing from God. So whenever you want to know if the Holy Spirit is moving and speaking something, you check what Jesus spoke. Check what God said. Because the Holy Spirit will always reveal to us and confirm to us what the Father said, what Jesus said. Because that's, he will speak what he hears and still he will speak what is about to come. That's what we read. So he will see from Jesus. And he will reveal to us.